Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, we are here recording on Friday morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. Gabby and I wanted to just provide a quick update here going into a key recruiting weekend for the Miami Hurricanes football program with two top targets set to announce their decisions in five-star David Stone out of IMG Academy and four-star Zaquan Patterson. Uh, So we just wanted to provide a snapshot of where things kind of are here on Friday morning as we've gathered information, etc. So let's start with five-star David Stone. Uh, Gabby, he of course comes from IMG Academy by way of the state of Oklahoma. Number six overall player in the country according to the composite ranking, number 10 according to 24-7 Sports. He's set to announce his decision at some point during his game against St. Joseph's in the state of New Jersey. Kickoff for that game is set for 7 p.m. And fans can watch it because it'll be televised, I believe, on ESPN2. So it'll be on TV. I would assume that means his announcement will be a key part of that broadcast. Gabby, we all know this has been an Oklahoma-Miami battle maybe for the past six months. I think it's fair to say with Michigan State kind of falling by the wayside maybe six months ago. There's no doubt that Oklahoma was the leader until Miami started making a big move maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, So now that we're going into his decision, day before decision day, how would you describe where things stand with Miami, David Stone, Oklahoma? Yeah, I think Miami's made this thing really, really tight, you know, just kind of down to this final stretch. You talk about this push that they made over the last two or three weeks. And, you know, of course, Miami's been involved with the David Stone recruitment for a long time. You know, I think they I think they offered him after his first game at IMG Academy. They played at Venice. David, we were both there and David Stone was yeah. was just an absolute wrecking ball. I think he was one. the best player in that game. Yeah. Best and player I remember- on the field. Right. And I think you walked away saying that. And that was, again, at the time, Jaden Wayne was there, Samuel and Pemba, uh, you know, uh, IMG was absolutely loaded. Francis was on the field, you know, again, absolutely loaded IMG team. Uh, And I remember you saying after that game that David Stone was the best player. I think Miami offered like shortly after that or, or, you know, right around that time. And uh, I think from that point, I I think that they really did a good job of just kind of getting him around. I remember him visiting, you know, even in the fall. Uh, you know, with the IMG guys, the Francis, Jaden Waynes, uh, those types of guys, Antonio Tripp, Riley Williams. And, you know, really Miami's been involved in this thing for a long time, but it's really t- taken to this final stretch of the recruitment where it gets tight, where things get like, you know, extremely real. And uh, and really, I think Miami's just done everything right to this point. I think that they've kind of just kept, you know, stacking days and uh, continuing, just continue to kind of chip away and chip away and chip away at Oklahoma, who has long been perceived as the team that was going to get David Stone. I mean, first time I ever interacted with David Stone, I remember leaving the IMG Academy media day his junior year being like, okay, I mean, that kid's going to Oklahoma, like, duh. And, um, you know, and here we are. And 
Look, I, I think that this is this is a situation that could definitely fall Miami's way. Like, you know, I, I do think Oklahoma, again, has been that school for him from a long time. He's from the Sooner State. Uh, he has his own older sister that goes to the school. But I think Miami's done absolutely everything they can to get the to have the the, the family buy in. Mom is totally on board. Uh, you know, his younger siblings talk about wanting uh, to go to the University of Miami when it's their time to go to college. And and look, I think Miami's just done an excellent job really presenting David Stone with an opportunity to be to continue to grow on and off the field, uh, develop uh, alongside Jason Taylor, uh, who's, of course, an NFL Hall of Famer coach in the defensive line. And I, I think Miami's put themselves in as good of a position as uh, as they've been in throughout this process here, you know, in these final, you know, 24, 48 hours, uh, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Miami's absolutely right there in the mix of things. And I can I can definitely see this going their way. You see it as a 50-50 thing right now? Yeah, I mean, I think 50-50 and, you know, I, I think... 51-49. Yeah, I think, on, truthfully, I, I'd probably even go with that, that far, you know, to 51-49, like Miami's way. Like, I really think that there's some serious momentum building for the Hurricanes, you know, coming into... go Just going into decision day and... You know, of course, it would be a it would be a very, very big decision for Stone to turn down Oklahoma. I think that would def- certainly send shockwaves, uh, you know, throughout the course of, you know, really the industry and just like the recruiting world because of, you know, what that would even mean for Oklahoma and that what that would do to Oklahoma of just not getting kind of the guy that they prized most in this class. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that truthfully, I, I, I do think uh, I would give Miami a slight edge going into that. Uh, commitment day but let's see you know of course how things kind of go yeah, here over the next time. uh yeah lots of time here that's not a prediction just kind of snapshot of where things might stand right now again things in recruiting like i don't think fans realize like they're honestly not finalized till within the final hour most of the times so we'll see uh four star zaquan patterson number 77 overall player in the country According to 24-7 Sports, the safety out of Shamanan Madonna Prep. He has a final four of Miami, Florida State, Auburn, and Michigan. Um, and Gabby, just my read on this situation, Miami's really been able to build some serious momentum since, I don't know, maybe Tuesday-ish, it feels like. Um, and so I think at the start of the week, it was fair to say Florida State was the team to beat. Like kind of a wide margin, but it does seem like Miami's made this pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I do agree that you know, really, over the course of the past few days, I think you know, Tuesday's a fair mark, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, pin down like where Miami really, uh, kind of found their in, and uh, you know, again, I think it's just been a constant stream of communication. Uh, you know, just really just working hard to keep, you know, again, one of one of South Florida's top players home, Broward County's top players home, keeping them away from an in-state rival, uh, you know, and I think Miami's just really done an excellent job. You know, again, I think, you know, Daquan Patterson told me when I went to school that mom was going to be kind of the key to his to his process. And I think Miami has absolutely prioritized his mother, uh, you know, from. From what I understand, they've had some, you know, really productive conversations over the course of the week. And uh, even just talking to people who are just aware of the situation from the outside, it does, you know, they, they do feel like, you know, Miami is a school that maybe hasn't been talked about enough, especially earlier in the week is just was just kind of like, yeah, you know, like, I think Miami's really in this thing and no one's really talking about Miami. And, you know, I do think that they're kind of they they absolutely have a seat at the table here and, you know, definitely at the forefront of the kids' minds. So uh, I, I think Miami's done a really good job here down this final, 
you know, these past few days to to close that gap. And again, I think Miami's building some traction in that recruitment. And, you know, of course, you know, for one of the best, uh, you know, defensive backs in South Florida and, you know, number four safety in the country for us here at 24 seven sports, uh, that would be a, a big one to keep home at, of course, you know, a school that Miami needs to kind of refine its, its place at, you know, just Miami was kind of like, a factory for Shamanad Madonna for a few years. And then, you know, that kind of hit a, you know, that kind of came to a sudden, a sudden halt. And I think now with Josiah Trader, the doors kind of creaked the pack open again. And I think if Zaquan Patterson's able to get into the fold here, I think that would kind of just bust it down and, you know, open up that, that pipeline again. So uh, that's a school you want to be successful at. And I think, uh, again, I think going into decision day, I think Miami absolutely has, um, you know, some momentum building. Yeah, if Miami is able to pull this one off, it would be an example of just how special a recruiter Mario Cristobal and his staff are. Uh, it it would be a clinic on, on how to close a big-time recruitment. Again, yeah. there's no doubt at the start of this week on Sunday, Florida State was the team to beat. So, And look, Florida State could still end up landing him. Uh, that's certainly possible. Um, but, but again, Miami's made this thing very, very, very tight here and down the stretch well let's let's have this conversation gabby um after the camarian franklin decision last this past weekend i think it's fair for fans to be a little pessimistic going into this weekend and look we're not predicting anything with this conversation but how would you say maybe the build-up because uh, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that we know that we just can't talk about publicly, right? Right. But if, if we're going to describe how the buildup to these two recruitments might be a little different in a broad, big picture way yeah. from the Camarian Franklin buildup last week, how would you say these two recruitments are different from last week's recruitment? Which, of course, we all know Cameron Franklin Camarian Franklin picked Ole Miss over Auburn and Miami. I would definitely say that, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a different feel about both and uh, you know, just particularly about David Stone and look, Miami absolutely, you know, Miami did everything that they could do in the Camarian Franklin uh, recruitment. Again, he, he visited so many times, but I don't think that, you know, going into the week, uh, you know, just really throughout the week, like the buildup again, I, I don't, I still feel like even during that process, Miami was uh, again just just in general I think that there was just more internal confidence about like we can get like we maybe feel better about where things are going with David Stone than we even do about this one and again this is before everything kind of went down while Miami still felt like they're kind of in the mix for that Camarian Franklin situation so um I do think that there is just again just specifically with David Stone I I do think that they felt like they were really really in it and I think people discounted Miami just because of the Oklahoma factor. But I think, again, I think internally they have just felt better about their standing in that David Stone situation in comparison to the Camarian Franklin situation. Again, while that was even going on, not even in hindsight, like while that was happening, I still was getting kind of that sense. And, uh, you know, so that was uh, that's where I feel like there's maybe one big difference. And, you know, I think even with the with the Zaquan Patterson, um, you know, more I, momentum with yeah, Patterson compared it just to feels like. Right. I think that there's, again, on my end, it feels like there's more real momentum building on my end, whereas Miami was just kind of like, like where Camarion Franklin, it was just like, 
man, there's so much to kind of go off there with all the times he visited and all the times that they kind of felt like they were in that top picture with Tennessee. And then, you know, Auburn was kind of, it just got, I feel like that situation got way more messy at the end with like kind of new schools emerging. Whereas with these, in these situations, it kind of felt like it's been the same core schools. Miami's and the that, new school, frankly. Yeah, almost. Like kind of- it almost feels like Miami's kind of the new school that's making that late push. So I think in, in a few different, in a few ways, it, it, it to me, it's felt like, completely different i mean i think every individual situation is obviously yeah, different yeah, yeah. but just like the the overall big feel big picture wise i do think that there was you know just really just the general vibe around these the recruitments of stone and zaquan patterson do feel different and you know I, I know we said on the podcast earlier this week just about the you know how it didn't feel like miami and zaquan you know meshed and you know just and we were talking more about like the visit like you know on the visiting aspect of it just like it didn't feel like you know he was he ever spent like a ton of time around these guys and right. you know, i know that he's been around and mom's been around the program and been around and met with these guys in person you know during the open recruiting period whenever you know when things were were open back when they were um but you know it was we were just highlighting that you know i think that the there was never an inefficient there was never an official visit there was, was never, never just, like an obvious thing where like yeah zaquan's a lock to miami yeah like zaquan's here like, so much like you'll get there that was like, kind of that narrative honestly like yeah like after jojo committed there was a big assumption that zaquan was gonna follow him and i'm not sure i mean look miami had recruited him and all that but like and and he had some interest in miami but like i don't think it was like a lock lock like people assumed I think yeah. that was maybe the point we tried to make that was right. maybe lost in the messaging, which is on us. We we didn't share that messaging uh, fairly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, no crystal balls for me or anything like that. But I don't think I like I'm at the point, Gabby, where I don't think I would be shocked if Miami pulls both these off. Again, not me predicting anything. So don't get your expectations out of whack. Uh, but I think it's fair to say at, at the, at least, I think it's fair to say Miami fans can tune into both of those games thinking Miami has a real chance. Yeah. Um, and look, if Miami is able to land both of those guys, it would be, it would be checking off the boxes arguably of three Miami's three top positions of need in this class, right? They got Jojo trader in the fold at wide receiver defensive tackle we know has been the number one key position of need in this cycle if you get david stone obviously that's taken care of safety if you just look at miami's depth chart um and project you know potential nfl draft defections after this year from cam kitchens and james williams there's a big hole there um and Z- and so safety is also a key position of need and zaquan patterson also has the talent to push for a starting job as a true freshman. So uh, it would be the execution of a plan with patience and perseverance, because I think it's fair to say, Gabby, that all three of those guys, there was like, even recently as June, there was some thoughts that all three of those guys might end up at some other school. But Miami stuck with it, with patience, perseverance. And this is some big boy recruiting. Um and this, these are the recruiting battles it takes to win big on the field in time. If you keep stacking these recruiting wins, and again, this is an if, but if Miami is able to get them both in the boat, 
that elevates Miami to a top 10 class. I believe what? Number eight, Gabby, is that fair to say? Yeah, it would be number eight in the country. And, uh, you know, honestly, right on the cusp of number seven. And they would be number two in the ACC just behind Florida State. So, I mean, again, I think that would be a part of the big push for what they, again, what we're talking about, can this be a top 10 class? And, you know, I, right. I think if you get both of those guys in the fold, you are positioning yourself to sign a top 10 class, you know, just over the course of of the cycle. And we've maintained, again, it's not fun to preach patience in recruiting, right? But we've maintained all summer long. Let's see where this class stands September 1st when the season starts. If Miami's able to pull this off in their top 10 class, I mean, again, this is what Mario Cristobal does as a coach. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, let's see how all this goes, how it all plays out. Miami's put themselves in a big-time position with both players, and now it's about closing, and you know, we'll see if they can get it done. Gabby, before we get out of here for this quick hitter pod, uh, you were out on Thursday night checking out 2025 quarterback commit Luke Nickel out of Milton, Georgia, who played against Western. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Milton lost the game 14-10. to 10. Yeah, it was a 14 to 10 game. It was, I mean, conditions early season. Yeah, it it was pretty disappointing watching the Milton sideline. I mean, those guys played for a state title in, I think, uh, Georgia's highest classification last year, like made it to the semifinal of Georgia's highest classification. That's a big time program in Georgia. And, you know, they definitely, you know, did not play, you know, up to what you know, I guess their standard was, but, uh, and the coaches definitely let them know that, but it was, you know, muddy conditions. It rained, uh, you know, for a long time, the, the, the field at Western was truthfully, you know, just really, really bad, just really not fun. Yeah. Um, it was a hu- it was humid, you know, the ball was slipping out of the quarterback's hands, but, you know, I, I think Luke Nichols showed flashes of some good things, you know, in, in the first quarter, he opened up scoring with honestly a really, really nice ball in the, in the back corner of the end, in the back corner of the end zone, uh, put it in a place where only his receiver can get it. Uh, that was like a 13 yard ball. And I think that's where he kind of, you know, makes his money. Right. I think the, you know, the short to intermediate game, I think he's, 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 he's accurate. You know, he can put the ball, uh, where it needs to be. Uh, you know, he, he I think he, I like that he kind of attempts to push the ball downfield. He did make a couple a couple good throws. I think he hit a like a 42, 43 yarder. That was probably his best throw of the day. Um, but there were other times where you kind of just saw some of the, you know, I, I think that there's still some maturing in that arm that needs to go that needs to happen. I, I don't know if he sure. has like a and ton of ju- yeah, he's he's young again, he's just a junior in high school. Um, you know, I think he still needs to kind of, you know, develop that arm strength. I don't, I'm not sure that it's quite there yet. You know, he had a chance to throw a ball, I don't know, let's say 45 yards, uh, you know, at the end of the game to try to get it to the end zone, give his team a chance to win. And, you know, it was just, you know, not, he didn't put enough on it to even give his guy a chance. Uh, so I, I think that there's, there's, I think that like, you know, that, that those explosives and we're talking explosives. I think that's kind of the area where maybe he needs to grow the most, but I do right. think, you know, that seven to 15 yard range, you know, he can make all those throws. He's not immobile. You know, he can move around a little bit, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to, you know, that that's just going to blow you away. I mean, especially with some of these power five linebackers and defensive linemen, like I don't think he's going to be beating people to the sideline or anything like that. Uh, you know, so I, I still think that there's, a, there's plenty of room for him to grow again. I think we saw some flashes of, of promise and what Shannon Dawson kind of saw, uh, you know, when he kind of evaluated him, but I still think that there's a, you know, a ways to go for him in his development uh, listed at six, two. I'm not sure he's quite six, two yet. Um, you know, I would probably lean close. I'd probably lean closer to six, one, maybe six, one and some change. 
Um, but dad is big. Dad's a big guy. Uh, you know, I would say he's probably six, three, six, four. He has an older brother who's six, four. So again, I think you kind of hope that he's just going to continue to physically mature and you can right. still see he looks young. Like he, he looks like a young kid. Like there's still right. plenty of room for him to grow, but you know, again, first, I guess, second game of his junior year. Um, those are some of the takeaways that I guess I had. Yeah. And, and quarterbacks, a developmental position guys definitely get better the more they play quarterback and again he's just a junior so we'll see how it plays out for his trajectory this season all right we'll get out of here on that again just wanted to bring a quick pod kind of talk things out from a recruiting standpoint for a big day on saturday gabby will be providing updates whenever he can on the website at inside the u.com so uh always check in there too uh all right we will get out of here on that. And if there's any instant reaction news to, to, uh, or sorry, I, I said that poorly. If there's any news to instantly react to, we will definitely provide podcasts, um, serving that. So appreciate everyone for listening. And until next time, take care.